Why would a team only score one goal when you can score two? Welcome back to the TNC podcast, everyone. Norwich City have won two games in seven days. Let me repeat that. Two wins in seven days. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Easy what game. Mate, it's an easy game, this football nonsense, isn't it? I'm, I'm starting to... I haven't looked at the table for a long while, Chris, but I'm starting to look at the mid-table positions. I'm thinking, hello, they're not too far away. I know you, Jack. You'll, you'll have half an eye on the old Europa League uh, on, on tour spots, won't you? Why not? Why not? How are you, Chris? Good to see you. Welcome to, to everyone watching on this rather stupendous Sunday evening. Um, yes. it's always, Sundays are always good when, when Norwich City win. Uh, the, the sun has been shining today. The doves have been crying. And everything, Chris, does feel really, really great. I have completely forgotten what this feeling is like, Jack. I actually feel like I keep trying to like like pull my eyes open, thinking that this is like some sort of weird warped dream because I just can't quite believe that not only did we win, but we scored two goals. The Irish R9 banged one home. Joshy Sargent is our. Hello. I mean, <laughs> mate, you were saying. Mate, I never would have thought I would have seen the day. I am absolutely, yeah, mate, I'm buzzing. I'm absolutely buzzing. And now, and as we did say, to be fair, we we never saw it coming. We never thought when we, we, we never expected a win, but we did say when the win comes, the mood can change. Well, Chris, we... you say we didn't expect it, but I refer you to my tweet that I sent yesterday morning who, and you just <laughs> you laughed at me. Mate, that I mean that was <laughs> you laughed at me. You're not laughing. <laughs> <at me. laughs> um, no, but anyway, now we leave ourselves in a in a in a really saucy position, Jack. A really saucy position. And, and, can... and, and we'll talk about it later on in the show. But yes. tell your boss you're not coming to work Friday because there's a big there's a big game happening. Um, let's get to the comment section straight away. Welcome along to everyone. Christian says the soccer box fixed, lads. Yes. They've, well, uh, they've we, switched it off. They've switched it on and we're good to go. We said it was in, on the wrong setting, Christian, and um, they've clearly put it on the on the right one this week. Absolutely. Uh, the big question of the night coming in from Craig. Uh, can we ban Chris from the Barclay? Chris, um, you have. there's been two wins at Carrow this season. Uh, you've been in the Barclay for neither of them. Now, you were in the ground for the game against Southampton with me. I was there for Gillingham. <laughs> Um, what what what's what's been going on this weekend? You you thought right? I'm not going to grace Carrow with my presence um, because I'm clearly a bad influence, and I'm going to tootle on down to the big smoke. Well, you know, it's uh, it, it was my my ten year anniversary um, with uh, with my with my better half, Miss Reeve. So um, I looked at the fixture list, Jack, and. Uh, in November, and I thought, cool, we're in a torrid state. <laughs> but I then looked at it and I thought, well, this is our anniversary weekend. I'll go for it. Um, yeah. you know, and of course, not expecting anything. And um, there we go, we went and got the win. Maybe I'm the reason why we weren't picking up points. I mean, next time we're at home is of course against Crystal Palace. And if I turn up for that one and and we lose, maybe I'm the reason. Maybe I need to be bought out of my season ticket. Maybe there's well, a conversation be had there well my, i took my my lovely mother to the game yesterday and she's said that she's not actually going to give your season ticket back so you <laughs> might be in a in a spot of bother um tell me, 
did tell me that um that, that that she actually made you sing properly and she did she did say that that you actually did sing for once well, Jack. well it was nice chris it was nice to have someone next to me who does sing because you're, you're... Oh, 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 oh. no that is fraudulent from you that is fraudulent. <laughs> But the, the positive is, Chris, is you will always remember your, your nice weekend away because it was the weekend you had a nice time in London and Norwich City won, uh, which well, is absolutely truth brilliant. Told, truth be told, Jack, which is a bit of a giggle, um, obviously the game is happening and we, we've got it on the old he's goal. You know what it's like these days. Um, anyway, so I sort of, I, I was actually getting ready for the night and so I'd, I'd just got out the shower and I was here. I am drying myself, making sure I'm all like nice and polished for my evening out of the at the uh, on the West End. And um, and Becky shouts through, Chris, Chris, and I'm like, Oh my God, are you all right? Is everything okay? She was like, Adam Eden scored. I went, Get <laughs> in there. And she went, No, 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 no. It's the second. We're tuning it up. And I literally, I dropped my towel. London would have. Oh seen wow. Yeah, I was I was standing up against the window in the shard, stark bollock naked, giving it large. And My goodness, it really was a moment that I'll never forget. Well, yeah, because I, I, I texted you when when we scored the first because I was like, I need to just savor this moment and and make sure that you're enjoying it. And there was a, a sort of a ten minute period. Usually, you're pretty quick on WhatsApp, and I was like, I don't think he's watching the game. And then you flew in, and it was like it's two 0 absolutely wonderful. Um, you, we had a question on on Twitter, Chris, uh, regarding would you live in Great Yarmouth? Um, yeah, we for did. five years if it meant yeah. that Norwich City would would survive in the Premier League for the same amount of time. That's coming from Matt Gregory. If yeah, Norwich Matt could guarantee Gregory. Premier League safety by Chris living in Yarmouth for five years, would he move there? Would you? No way. What? No. Five years? Do you not care five about the football years. club? Five years. That's it. Ten years would be better. Years. I mean, look, I I did it for a couple of months. Five years. I mean, that's you know, you could just about survive um, in in Yarmouth for a couple of months. But any longer than that, you've got to be worried about your safety, <laughs> your ambitions. You know, you've got to be seriously worried. Um, Chris, so, yeah. let's talk about yesterday's game. Yes, let's. Everton Go Rock on. up, and it, and we've said it so many times this season, but this was a must win. Yes, Everton struggling yes. form-wise. Their fans clearly not uh, in favour of Rafael Benitez at the helm. Um, and 16 minutes in, Joshy Sargent whips in a ball. It's in the back of the net. And you're thinking, OK, here we yeah. go. But do you know what, Jack? There's this, from, from the outside looking in, it's very easy to come to the assumption. And I think a lot of the nationals would have already said, well, Everton were just shit. But I look at Everton's team, man for man against Norwich, and they should be beating us. They should be oh. beating us. Um, you know, Richarlison, and um, I could go on very like so many of their players, man for man, are better than us. It just shows what happens when you put in a solid team performance, you fight to the death, you go and attack the game. I'm buzzing over this 4-4-2 system is seriously getting me going, Jack. You like, stink of a 4-4-2 as well. Well, mate, I've been saying it for a while. You know, some people are talking about Shaky being the number two. Maybe I need to be the number three in there. I've been banging on about 4-4-2 all season. I have. I think this system works for us very, very well. It brings the game to the opposition. And actually, it gives us a bit of that no-fear football that we played when we first came up into the in, into the Premier League. So, I, I um, not under, under Daniel Parker this time, but last time. And I... And, that really excites me. And it's that momentum that you need at this time of the season that could 
that could be all the difference because other teams, they peaked too soon and now they're pittering out. We've had all of our tough games. Let's put that in the room, by the way. We had that hellish start. That's out the way. Um, look, it's it could be interpreted as paper over cracks at the moment. But my point is, Jack, going back to yours before I go off on a random tangent, it'd be very easy to say Everton was shit. We were excellent. We were, we were excellent. I watched the highlights thoroughly. And just the way, like, for example... When Brandon Williams picks up that ball and drives it forwards and plays that diagonal through ball across those back, they, that is what we've been missing all season. Mm. We've been wanting it all bloody season and they bloody gave it to us. And, uh, you know, and I feel proud to be a Norwich fan because that's all we, we don't, we don't really are. We, we don't expect to win lots in the Premier League. We just expect to see our players truly giving it a go, playing attacking football, no fair football, because we've got nothing to lose. We know that the gap is ridiculous. We know that now. We're not naive enough to think it's going to be comfortable for us to to stay up. But we do expect us to give it a go. And we did. And it makes me bloody proud to be a Norwich fan. And fingers crossed that we can turn one one win into two, Jack, because that's the all-important thing now. We've broken the ice. We've got that torrid uh, losing streak behind us. And now we can make some real progress. Absolutely. I, I think the really pleasing thing for me, aside from the the result, which was obviously huge. Uh, you know, Dean Smith's comments around the sarcastic chance, like, I kind of got them because deep down they don't help anyone. Equally, I, I understand where fans are coming from. They hadn't been served the performance for a long while. Yeah. But it, it, it proves to everyone that all it takes to get the fans on board is a not even a win, just a performance that that kind of ekes passion and there's yes. a, a, a an attitude to it. Yes. Um, because yesterday was the loudest I've heard, Caro, for a long, long while. And there was a support for Josh Sargent, chance of USA, Adam yeah. Eder. It was like God had just landed on the pitch. You know, it doesn't take much for fans to kind of turn. But it and on the pitch, Jack, but it starts the but pitch, This is what Jack. I'm saying. And and hopefully now that them players have felt that, yes. they want to go and do that again. Yeah. They yeah. want that feeling again. Adam Eder wants the knee slide in front of the snake pit, yeah. revealing a roar, you know? Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's kind of like when you have your first ladies, you know, you have a lady <laughs> and you're like, it's going somewhere else. Then. Oh, do you know what? I oh, I just love that crisp, gorgeous, hearty taste. And now when I put it down, oh, I really need another one of them. <laughs> I don't think the players could respond like that, Jack. I, I really do. I think I want to go back to this atmosphere point because I, I did make a point of talking about it on uh, on Twitter last week. I wasn't happy with the comment. Um, I From think Dean Smith. No, yeah, I, I, I wasn't happy. Like, I love Dino. Everyone knows I'm I'm in love with the guy. Um, I think him and Shaky um, are the the saviors and can be the saviors for our club this season if we go all in on the Dino and Shaky mentality and tactics and, and and way of footballing life. But I felt that those comments were ill timed and albeit potentially blown out of proportion but when we had been as shit as we were don't ever talk about the fans when we've been as shit as we were yeah. we needed to see something on the pitch we saw it on the pitch um against Everton and the fans responded and Jack what was it like in terms of when backs were against the wall and um, coming into the to, to the end of that game did the fans rally behind the boys yeah. was it a bit tense like was the atmosphere pretty pretty good throughout the game no that yeah absolutely there there was there was a, of course there was tension and it didn't help that there were seven minutes of added time at the end so you yes. clung on for what yeah. felt like an eternity you get to 90 and then there's seven 
But the the really pleasing thing was, is, is like you say, Chris, for fans to maintain an atmosphere throughout the 90, you need things to, to keep you going. Yeah. And it, it, whenever it felt like the atmosphere was dropping slightly, there'd be a big head from Hanley. There'd be Brown and Williams flying in. There'd be a bit of shit housing from Tim Krull, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's what the fans need. Yes. Yesterday's performance was one of the finest. Like the performance, the quality was good. I think yeah. we still need improvement in certain areas. What was faultless and one of the finest performances I've seen was just killing time, being clever. There was no naivety. Yes. Brandon Williams goes down 85 minutes on the clock, doesn't get straight back up. He stays there. He gets the physio on. Yeah. The physio yeah. treats him. He gets back up. That's another three minutes. But just, that's what you need to do. And that is music to my ears, right? Because this is something that Holty said when he did our live watch along at Watford last time we are in the Premier League. He said, we're not streetwise enough. We're naive. We don't do the nasty bit of the game right. Mm. Hux, Hux has said this multiple times publicly and, and, and off air to me as well. We're not nasty enough. We don't, do, we don't do that bit of the game well. And so that feels like a Dean Smith lesson learning experience. And I'm really happy with that. Um, and that's what I'd call. Uh, that's what I would expect from a Dean Smith side. So, look, I think it's encouraging. I am trying to be calm because it'd be very easy for me to get very carried away after this win, particularly with this man, by the way, uh, which I'm sure we're going to talk about maybe now, Jack. Um, it would be easy to get carried away, but Watford, proper bogey team for us, right? And especially away from home, playing in that shithole, we need to turn up. We need to really put in a performance there and prove that we've turned the corner. I know that the away support will be absolutely phenomenal at Vicarage Road. And um, yeah, I am. I'm absolutely buzzing to be there. Absolutely. We'll uh, we'll get on to Watford shortly. Just a quick mention for Lakens as well. I'm not actually drinking Lakens tonight. I am incredibly doing dry January and still going strong. Um, so no Lakens for me, but if everyone wants a celebratory Lakens, there's 20% off using the link in the description. We really appreciate the support. So do they. Chris, I want to just go through player by player from yes. the performance against Everton. And I want to start with um, who I'm now describing as the best export from the United States of America. Uh, and that's Josh Sargent. Um, look, he's had his criticisms this season and rightly so. And the performance yesterday wasn't perfect, but it just felt nice that we had that moment of Sargent when, when he missed that chance against Brighton, I thought if he scores that, we're going to get the roar in front of the Barkley. Now, yeah. he didn't score yesterday, but it was a good, it was basically a goal. I'm counting it as a soldier <laughs> goal. And there we go. There's the roar. There's the roar in front of the Barkley, the American dream. All joking apart, Jack, that is the confidence that he needs. And look, we know it wasn't a goal, it wasn't his goal, but it will get him in the room and it will pick him up because the lad has been void of confidence. And he definitely has deserved the, the criticism that he's received, albeit some has been probably a little bit too harsh. And, and perhaps perhaps we've been um, we've been at, at fault for that at times. But when we've been watching the performance he's been putting in, he has deserved it. Um, I wouldn't I, I'm definitely not getting carried away yet. I'm keeping my feet firmly on the ground because he's scored as many goals now. Well, he's not scored um, actually in the league yet, has he? Um, so still, uh, Kai Kamara, you could argue, um, who we got from America potentially is, uh, is is maybe up there. But look, I 
I um, but maybe he, but he's from Sierra Leone, so maybe Josh Sargent is the finest US export. Um, but but in in terms of you know Sargent's performance, but just that kind of front four in general, there felt like a nice balance to that. Yes, and Jack, I really want to bring this up. Right, you linked me to a video last week saying this is an interesting viewpoint, right? And it was from a US YouTuber. I can't remember their name, and it was basically the Americans coming to the realization that Sargent has been shit this season so far for us and it was a really well balanced video talking about actually josh Sargent's defensive stats are phenomenal they're through the roof jack you would not believe it interceptions tackling tracking back all of those those stats which is obviously why he's been brought in because last time our wingbacks ventured forwards in the Premier League under Daniel Farkle, we got punished time after time after time after time. You could argue that's been happening this season too. So that's why we signed Sarji, right? But Sarji, just called him Sarji. Sarji, that's a new one. Um, yeah, up the Sarji. Um, anyway, but the attacking the attacking stats are still there to, to and, and, and the jury is out for them, right? But Chris, I, remember when you, you really slagged me off for calling Stephen Naismith a brilliant defensively minded attacking no. are you are you doing the same with Josh Sargent oh it's not as bad as that no way as bad as that um, but look I, I'm encouraged by Sargent's performance I've never doubted the work ethic well actually I have against Palace he was woeful but everyone was I think the work ethic is there I think the physicality is there um I think that there is certainly a diamond in the rough. I think we're just we're still rummaging around trying to find it. Um, but this formation is working for him. Yeah, working for him. It's working for Pookie. It's definitely working for the for the Irish R nine Adam Eda as well. So happy holidays. Well, it was pleasing for Adam Eda because on Wednesday I thought he was probably putting one of his best performances for Norwich City and was unfortunate that night not to get a goal. But just his ability to kind of get the ball from deep and 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 run with it and just give a kind of option um from the defense kind of punting it forward and he and he seemed to get kind of latch onto balls and i thought like if he can replicate that performance over and over he will he will score goals in the premier league and it was a nice goal against everton it was a, it was a i hadn't actually quite realized just how good the first of all the run and the pass was from brandon williams it was a really fine piece of play but Eda takes it well, puts it past Pickford, and it feels like that's what he needs. You know, he it felt like his career was was starting with that hat trick against Preston, never quite kicked on. Um, has made what fifty one appearances, I think forty three have been off the bench. It, he's never quite got into a rhythm, and maybe this is the opportunity for him. Um, you know, maybe this is the time when Dean Smith yeah. is playing him in a position where he likes yeah. with support. Rashid's you know, was was brilliant again, and I think he's quickly yeah. becoming one of our best summer signings. It, that front four just felt balanced and uh, yes. and active and 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 buzzy, you know. Yeah, but we will see. We will see, right? Because we've won one, but let's take a breath because yeah. there's a lot more work to do, Jack. And momentum is vital in this league. If you go and put in the same performance against Watford, we beat them. Yeah, mm. but we do all of those basics all over again i think that we can we all know we can that's why it's frustrating for us because we know that we've got the ability um but but so and this is an interesting point from matt bradshaw on, on facebook that was almost mm. physical 11 uh this season so that's quite that's quite an interesting point jack do you feel that the physicality was perhaps a lot better against everton 
Absolutely. I said to Craig, actually, I think they were, we were um, defending a corner and I said to him, I was like, we, we look quite tall today. You know, when you look at watch Norwich, you're like, it just feels shorter <laughs> yeah. than everyone yeah. else. Yes. Um, I thought Sargent did brilliantly, not only attacking, but defending corners. I, I really want to touch on the midfield because it's it's been the area of, I think, biggest weakness this season. We're just constantly losing possession, mm. never def- like looking defensively very proactive in them areas. When I saw the team sheet and saw Pierre Malou next to Sorensen, I think, granted, they were the only two fit midfielders, which is a worry in itself. But I looked at that and thought, oh, my goodness, like this just doesn't feel good. And actually, it was one of the better midfield kind of duos that we've seen this season. I thought Sorensen had a great game. It was definitely yeah. Malou's best game. And and that's what I th- that's what I thought we'd get from the start with with Lise Malou. He, you know... Uh, there was a physicality. I think you tweeted some some, some stats earlier surrounding um, him. I think he, you know, yeah. won the ball back a lot. It was a it was a solid performance. I know you like Lise Malou, Chris, and you must be pleased with that. Well, yeah. I mean, I cursed him with my player of the season prediction at the start. Everyone knows that. Um, I I just thought it was a really smart signing when Weber brought him in, but for one reason or another, he's not quite hit the heights or maybe hit the ground running as fast as we all would have liked, particularly um, at the level that he's been at. I know the French League is is very, very different to the Premier League and you could argue on the whole it's probably probably below the Championship, actually, if I'm honest. Well, um, a couple I, of teams, yeah. Well, I know, that's my point, mate, but that's not that's not the league, right? No. Um, and, and you're not playing against PSG and, and, and Marseille every, every other week so or, or, or Lyon. So, um, yeah, I think... I think PLM, I, I think that this is a really good baseline for him to work on now. As you say, the I'm, I'm trying to get the, I've got a stats series on my Twitter account. I post after every game called the most, just to try and look at the positives, even in the, even in the, 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 the darker games. And um, PLM um, had the most shots on target. I know it was only two, but still two shots on target and um, passes PLM. 24. Are the most passes today? Um, yeah, most passes was PLE's Uh Interceptions as well. Four. Oh, wow. You wouldn't necessarily wow. expect that at PLM. But actually, against West Ham, what, watching it um, fr- from afar, from that television perspective, he was quite physical and actually got called, called up on it a couple of times from the referee. Obviously, got booked as well. So I think PLE's Malou has now given himself a a good baseline, as I say, to work on. And he's one of those players where actually I think I think he'll go quietly under the radar. But I think that's actually probably quite a good thing because mm. the Norwich fans won't expect too much now. But I think that's a really good place to be. What that's is good. interesting, though, Jack, which I've said already, is will um, will Jakob Sorensen um, start against Watford? Because, I mean, I'm not... I'm, again, to look at the stats, um, most tackles, Lungi, seven um the other one that he did was ball recoveries as well eight so wow. you i'm not sure you can drop lungi well, well I, I think that as well and i i'm not sure if mclean's going to be fit for that anyway i think they are the only two fit midfielders at the moment <laughs> well, um, well, which, which probably helps that they had good performances uh, Sayonate says when is norman back well um dean smith said yesterday that he's he's running without pain now which seems good uh, so maybe by the end of the month? I, I don't know. I mean, if you're running without pain, that seems positive to me. Just on the injury front, and I've been speaking to a few Villa fans about this, obviously now we've got Dino and we're obviously great friends with, with, with Dan Bardell of The Athletic. And um, he mentioned to me when we got Dino, don't expect injury updates. He's very, uh, 
vague with his injury updates and press conferences. So by him saying he's now running without pain, that could still be for the rest of the season. So it's something to be aware of. Um, We're, we're, I guess, not used to that style. But to be honest with you, I kind of quite like that because it, it, it means that we back the boys that we've got available rather than constantly wishing that we could have someone come in from, from injury again. So I, I think that, that may be a positive. We've talked about the attack. We've talked about the midfield. Let's talk about the defence. It was a, I mean, the only goal they conceded was a, a, a stunning strike by Richarlison. I thought it was a one of them goals you just go, yeah, yeah. can yeah. do much yeah. about that. Yeah, Grant Hanley and Ben Gibson, the, the, the defensive pairing. I thought Ben Gibson had a real nightmare against West Ham yesterday. Probably his best performance of the season. Yeah. Grant Hanley just monumental. He Hanley seems to run quite hot and cold this season. It's either an absolute stunner of a yeah. performance or one where you look back and go, well, maybe he could have done a bit better. But it's them kind of games that might yeah. formulate that duo because we've mixed and matched centre-back pairing so much this season with yeah. Ahmed Damad Bele and, uh, and Ozan Kabak and Sorensen. If we can get them to fit and playing well, that yeah. seems like a huge positive. Stunner or a stinker with, with Hanley. I quite like that. And um, yeah, absolutely. Hanley was colossal. And again, look, looking at the statistics... Hanley made the most clearances, 12. He won the most defensive aerial duels as well, five. The guy, I've been wow. saying this forever. I don't know why the Premier League don't put a, don't put a magnet up against his head. I see, the guy's got a magnet on his head. He Honestly, as soon as that ball goes up in the air, I know Hanley is at, he's absolutely <laughs> passionate. Honestly, the man is just, he's just majestic in the air, isn't he? He's just, he's just such a unit. And it's that defensive pairing of Gibbo and Hanley that, when we started the season, most Norwich fans would have said, yeah, that's who I want. I want my captain in there, my big Scottish beast. And I want Ben Gibson because we we obviously we'd signed him in the January in the championship. This is his time to shine, etc. I agree. Didn't have his best game against West Ham. He will know that, as I like to say. Um, but I thought he was brilliant. Absolutely fantastic, of course. Birthday boy as well. And he was absolutely yes. buzzing at the end. He was buzzing after the game as well, let me tell you. So... Um, yeah, those boys, I'm, I'm really happy for them. And the great thing is now, if you've got an inform Hanley and Gibbo, or at least they've got one good game under their belt playing together, that again gives them that ability to keep going. And when you've got big Andy to come through, Quebec covering you, all of a sudden then you're looking, OK, right, this is feeling a lot better now, rather than we're shipping shit tons of goals every week and we're getting injuries and COVID cases left, right and centre. So yeah, but you know, and but 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 massive credit to 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 those to those um the, those wing backs, Jack. They were yeah. they were brilliant. Maxi Aaron's was fantastic. Brandon Williams, I think, I think was absolutely really good, really good. Yeah. But this time, Jack, it wasn't. We've said so many times, right? We like Brandon's attitude. We like his physicality. We like yeah. his mentality on the pitch. You know, barging this, barging that, shit housing here, pushing someone out of the way, taking a booking, flick of the ankle here, tripping players over there. We like a bit of that, but it's always been things like the positioning where he's been caught out. Yeah. And stuff. Oh, he's not quite there. Maybe want a bit of dimmy. I get now. I. I'm, I now don't see a way back for 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 Giannoulis because I, I don't think you can I don't think you can drop Brandon and then obviously that maybe means goodbye to Dimi, which well, I think is, is crazy. I, I mean, is this a concern? There were reports in Greece, weren't there, uh, a couple of weeks ago or a couple of days ago, maybe that that Dimi wants first team football as you would expect. I mean, yeah. it, it, but 
but when when Brandon Williams goes back to, to his parent club in the summer, and if Dimmy's left because he wants first team football, then I mean it, it feels a bit strange to me because I'm think I really like Dimmy. I think he's one of our best players. Yeah. But equally, I agree with you. After yesterday's performance, yeah. Williams becomes undroppable, and then you've got a really you've got an issue then because we've you, you, seen you, for a while. Yeah. We've said this for a while, Jack, haven't we? We said you know with these results. People may be looking at the January window. Maybe, oh, is there going to be an exit here? You know, Dimmy, Dimmy has always been a fantastic player for Norwich when he's played. I think he's been quite unlucky, actually. And he seems to always be the player that gets hooked. And I'm not really sure as to why, if I'm honest. Yeah. I'd be trying to say if I knew, because I don't quite know. Um, well, it was like yesterday when, when Brandon Williams gets injured and he goes off, Dean Smith brings Sam Byram on. And I'm like, well, you've got a designated left back there and granted you knew this did eventually come on but maybe there's something behind the scenes that we don't know about we know that 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 Jose Mourinho wanted to sign Dimi for Roma before the season had even begun so he's thinking hang on a minute Mourinho wants me I'm getting beaten every week and not even playing in the Premier League under what was Daniel Farker at the time um so yeah it's it's a really tough one what I would say though Jack in terms of those, those those wing back positions um obviously I'm now going to start talking things into existence when we stay in the Premier League. But even if we drop down to the Championship, we've got Sam McCallum and we've That's got Valley Number, assuming that. Yeah, um, that's good point. So I'm actually I'm quite cushy there, really. Um, it would be a shame if if Dimmy does go because I I I think he's one of our most talented players, yeah. which makes it a bit crazy that we're not playing him. Which is why me and you and other fans, Jack, have said, can we move him into in the midfield or something like that, just to inject a bit of pace, a bit of. You know, a bit, a bit, a bit of something else, but um, yeah, it's a tough call. I wouldn't want to be in Dean Smith's shoes on on that on that front, or Stuart Webber's for that for, for that point. Absolutely. Let's bring the the mood back down somewhat. Christopher Rayner, hello, Christopher. Uh, let's not get carried away. Uh, one performance does not mean we're out of the woods. All players being praised have also had stinkers. Yes, that that's bang on, Christopher. I think I think we if we win on Friday, I, I think first point. We, we hardly ever win in the Premier League, Christopher. So you have to enjoy these moments. But I agree, you can't get too carried away. We're still in the bottom three. Our points return is still a fairly woeful standard. But you have to build off something. And also, like, we're not cut adrift. We are 17th place. I know Burnley and Watford and other teams have games in hand on us. But I think I'd rather points on the board than, than yes. games in hand. Especially yes. being Burnley, they've lost their best striker. Yes. Um, it gives us something to build on now, especially going into Watford. I mean, it's, it, you know, we're, we're, we're a bit of a way away from that Watford game, Chris, but I'm feeling a bit nervy about it already because I'm thinking, nervous. oh my goodness. Yeah, because like, there's suddenly what? like an, there's an expectation oh, there now. No, you can't be bloody nervous. You've gone and beaten Everton at home. You don't be injecting that sort of bollocks. Yeah, but the, the Everton game was like, although we had to win it, no one expected to win it, really. We are away from home. We are now scoring goals. We will have players get back into the room again from injury. Mate, I, I think this is a great opportunity. And there's so much of an added incentive. It's a proper, proper, genuine six-pointer against Watford. So, mm. well, I think, I think. look, if we have a no-show against Watford, I will be disgusted and appalled because everything is there. Like, it's set up for a clawback. If we beat those boys, we are seriously back in the room again. So, I didn't realise this as well from Colin. Watford played Burnley on Tuesday yes, night. That's, yes. Wow. Exactly, Jack. So, 
you know, if Watford lose or get a draw against Burnley, they'll be cages. Hell yeah. against and we, I'll just let's get a couple of comments up on screen from, from my perspective. And I already want to address this. Graham Fackman on Facebook, lovely second name, by the way, top man Graham. He says, Great pod, but I need to say that you guys are either hot or cold. There is no warm. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Really appreciate that. I need to emphasize this, right? And I was, I've been trying to say this to people. It's so difficult, right, to run a fan channel because, A, we are fans, so we get carried away. We get hot or cold based on what what we see. We try to see the positives when things haven't been going well. But let's be honest, we've been – it's not even been a case of scraping the barrel for positive chat. We've we've had to start to actually, like, maybe move the barrel on and try and look for something underneath the barrel because there's been no positives to scrape. Um, but now we need to start to get positive again. So, look, it's very difficult. We can't win. If we're too positive, then we'll be criticised for not being realistic. If we're too realistic, then we're criticised for not getting behind the team. So it's a very, very tough job. But I appreciate the kind words nonetheless, Graham. Graham, I, I, think, I think this fan, I think being a football supporter, you should be like a shower, right? You should either be boiling hot or freezing cold. A lukewarm shower, there is no benefit whatsoever. Cold showers <laughs> are apparently good. Yeah, Hot yeah, yeah. showers are great. Lukewarm, yeah, I no. I love what's a lukewarm shower. I love that from you. And I'll tell you what else I love as well, this comment here from Quibben on YouTube. Told my mates if we beat Everton, I'd give myself the Adamida trim. Safe to say I'm getting bullied at college. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I think I think you'll you'll you know you will you'll be the talk of the town. I, I mean, think an Alameda trim is fashionable. I mean to be fair, if you look at that profile picture, I think you can carry that off quite well, Quebec. Absolutely. That's um nice. let's get some here we go. Jack, Jack, uh look at that profile picture. Lovely. Let's get pumped, says Jack. Let's get pumped. Yeah. I agree. Sergeant yeah. Jollis, etc., could all benefit from some confidence and energy on the ball city. Yeah, I agree. Like maybe that's what they need, like an intangible amount of confidence. I think, yeah. <clears throat> this is interesting so. as well, by the way. Um, Mella, who's a Watford fan, welcome aboard. This is interesting. Watford think Norwich is an easy win, just like five in a row so far. Ooh. Well, I, I, Chris, I think Watford. I couldn't believe this when I read this. Watford haven't kept the clean sheet all season. Not a single clean sheet. Now, I'm looking at that and going, okay, Joshy Sargent, hello. He's going to be, <laughs> around. He's going to be sniffing around the goal net after his little assist on, on oh, Saturday. No, look, I, I, I think, I actually think the opposite. I Having been beaten so appallingly by Watford earlier in the season, that was the kind of game that derailed the season almost. Yeah. Um, I think Norwich will be incredibly keen. To, to get one over Watford. Well, that's a great point, Jack. We'll want a bit of redemption, but when they, that's what made it more annoying for me, that defeat at home, because they were a shower of shite and they still comfortably beat us. So mm. it's a really tough one. And, and and Niall, no, no, I don't take a point against Watford. I really? want all three. I want all three. Wow. I want all three. We've just gone and won at home against Everton. Yeah. Let's go and beat Watford away. Let's Would do you it. you be upset with a point? I'd accept it, but I wouldn't be happy with it. Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because it, Norwich at no point in this season have like built a run. Jack, we need wins, and most importantly, we need wins against the team that are in against teams that are in our little mini league down yeah, the bottom. Yeah. Beat Watford. We beat Watford. There's none of this bollocks. Around, oh yeah, let's settle for a draw. No, 
fuck that. Let's go and beat them. Let's go and beat them, okay? I'm not saying it'll be it'll be easy, but the mentality needs to be a Josh Sargent hat trick. That's that's what we need, okay? And you know, the dream is alive. You never know. Chris, I think that another beautiful thing about Saturday um and, and beating Everton were we were the ones taking the piss out of an opponent. And like that felt good because we've been on the receiving end of that so much this season. And yet again, we have managed to get an Everton manager sacked. We did it with Silva yeah. and we've yeah. done it with Benitez. Yes. We just ah. see we, we see Everton as an easy three points. We beat them yeah. for fun. And I tell you something else that's <sighs> stinks of survival. I like, I'm getting a real big waft of survival here, Jack. And and, and, <laughs> and that is and that is that we're getting the rub of the green all of a sudden. Hello. That Joshy Sargent cross that went. I'll have some the, of that. I'll have a bit of that on, on my side. You can slide. rub my green, absolutely. Yeah, you can rub that on my back. I'll tell you that for free. Um, you know, we're getting a bit of luck, but you make your own luck because we bought the game to Everton. And I think we can do it again. Big up, by the way, to one Leeds fan channel, great Leeds fan channel. Good evening, Connor. He says, look at these two strapping gentlemen. Great win for you fellas yesterday. Keep Eder in. Yeah. And by the way, a lot of opposition fans are saying that. West Ham fans are saying, yeah. what a strike you've got in him. I love how Connor only ever pops up on the channel after a Leeds win. Uh, yeah. ne never see him after a, a defeat. No, no. But I, I still think Leeds could could. Do you? I see. I think it. I think it is just. I think there's only four teams now. I think it's Newcastle, Burnley, us, and Watford. I think three of them go down. Um, I tell you what, though, keep your eye on Brentford. Just keep it. Yeah, yeah. And God, do you know what? There is nothing more, nothing more I'd love than to see Brentford get relegated. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And I, it, I, I'm sick and tired of the, the hipster lovers who, who just uh, get on board. Oh, no, no time for it. Well, Brentford, oh, Brentford is Brentford. I fuck off. Like, no one cares. Like, they don't. They don't. Like, I'm, I'm done with them. Like, they've been getting such media loving, right? Just because they're the bees and, oh, like, get relegated, honestly. I'd love, <laughs> I'd love to see them relegated. I really would, especially to see the, especially to, lead, to, to see the look on Ivan Tony's face. I really would love to see that. Chris, I, my favorite comment of the night has come in, uh, and it's from George Edwards. And I, I feel a bit of this. PLM stinks of a screamer right now. Yeah. yeah and you know what, George, you know what, Georgie boy? And I've got, I, do you know what, George? I know that we read a comment, a comment out from you last time on the pod, and you've got that absolutely wonderful profile picture on the dunes somewhere in Norfolk. Um, yeah, he absolutely stinks, reeks, pongs, hums, stenches of a screamer. He, he's been shooting from outside the box more, and that's what we want, Jack. Force a save, left, right, get the corner, outside the box, chest, volley. Mate, I genuinely think that Pierre, oh, this is PLM's time to shine. And imagine it, imagine it against Watford now. Just imagine it, a PLM pile driver into the top left oh. corner. I mean, there is nothing more that will get you going on a Friday night than a PLM pile driver. <laughs> PLM pile driver into Pop World. Yes. Come on, the boys. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Evan, uh, being Irish and a Norwich City fan, when Adamida scored, I had to quote the famous Chris Reeve. That gets me. I bet it did. I bet that did get you going, Evan. Absolutely brilliant. Um, we're feeling good now, right? Yeah, we are. I'm, but, do you know what? Do you know what? But, but can I just freely admit? 
to the to the 456 people that are watching live and the many people that, that will watch back as well. I'm just allowing myself to feel this happiness, this emotion. Yeah. I know it could come crashing down again. And that's why I'm making the most of it because it has been turgid this season. So I think, look, from a Norwich City fan perspective, let's just breathe. Let's just enjoy this feeling of happiness, this feeling of, of being proud of our team. Yeah, because we know, of course, it can go peak tong again. And um, but yeah, so look, we we know we know realistically there's a long way to go. But let's let's enjoy this feeling of a win. Let's enjoy it. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if this is the Formula One driver. I hope it is. Uh, George Russell. Uh, the one <laughs> negative I have is if we lose to Watford, then we're seven points off safety, and they have two games in hand. Is that true? Set would would it be seven if they maybe if they beat Burnley as well? Yeah, possibly. I mean, George, thank you so much for the super chat. Thank I'm you, George. Really yeah. appreciate, I appreciate your super chat, but I don't appreciate that negativity. I I, uh, I think yeah, there's a, there's a sense of realism in there, George. But yeah. let's not think about that for now. Uh, if that happens, we'll we'll think about it when it comes. But I've got a feeling. I've just got a sneaky feeling that that won't happen. By the way, I'll have a bit of I'll have a slice of a bit of this on my toast in the morning as well. By the way, fact says Christopher Davis Green. By the way, name of the name of the podcast, wow. Christopher Davis Green. Fact: We have won more games than Newcastle and Burnley combined. Wow! Come on, come on, yes, come on! You can feel the positivity coming back. I love it. Inject it inject it I, I, the comments uh, do you know what it's absolutely fantastic seeing some positivity in the comment section it's been like a it's been like a funeral procession at times this season in the comment section uh, chris is plm player of the season charles back on chrissy d in the house good to see you chrissy d hope you're well my man good to see you yesterday um won't go that far who knows uh fun fact george russell the f1 drivers from kings lynn yes Wow! Lots of success to come out of uh, of Norfolk, isn't there? <laughs> um, Ra di Ra di Raz. There you go. Name of the podcast. This is lit. Yeah, wow! I agree. Much um, much like your name and your profile picture. Fat di Raz. This is a, this is a good point from Jack. Um, Josh Sargent has father power now. Of course, congratulations to the Sargents. He's, he's a dad now. Nobody is stopping that man. Well, we now know that Sergeant isn't just firing blanks, so that's a positive. Um, and now he's firing, you know, assists in and on the pitch. That's a huge positive for Norwich City. I can't believe you. <laughs> okay, yes, you've gone with it. Um, yes. <laughs> so, but on a serious note, they do say, Jack, that when you become a father, you do get an extra sense of responsibility, motivation. Really. <laughs> meaning behind your life and actually do you know what maybe he's looking over his shoulder thinking jesus i need to perform now yeah now, dad if i if i if this doesn't end up well you know he's thinking about his family now and i love that ah okay it's yeah old, it's all push and pull motivation isn't it yeah you know you're getting pushed but also sergeant's getting pulled now as well you know he's got he's got a kid to feed at the end of the day and yeah. that's that's an exciting prospect for Norwich City fans. Yeah, um, he wants caviar on the table instead of fillet steak, <laughs> that man, doesn't he? Come on, Joshy. Uh, yeah, absolutely. To me, uh, uh, seriously, I am living for the moment that Sergeant scores. I'm oh, living. And give me a little baby cello as well, you know? Yes, yes, I want the baby cello. I um, definitely want 
maybe selling. Shout out to our Norwegian followers. I always say this. We've got such a Norwegian following, which just makes me so happy. Uh, Rabadam says, I trust you to beat City in February. Man wow. City? Um, from a Leicester, Leicester fan or a Liverpool fan? Or a Luton fan? Yeah, or a Livingston gonna, fan? It's going to be Liverpool, isn't it? Okay, um, Liverpool. Uh, thank you. We've done it before. We'll do it again. It's a given. Yeah. No worries yeah. at all. That's very kind. Um, uh, very kind. For your Norwegian crone, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Let's get a few more comments in. This is a good question. Chrissy Dayton. Um, assuming, uh, well, actually, let's say that um, maybe some players are back fit. Um, who would? Who are we going for on Friday night? Are we starting the same 11? Yeah, unchanged for me. Really? Unchanged. Don't, don't change a winning team. Mm. I think um, I agree, actually. I know that's old school, but you know me, Jack. I love a bit of passion. I love a bit of four four two, and it's the same as well as that. Don't don't change a winning team. Like you know, regardless of who we're playing against, away from home, Watford, this this and that. Let's give these boys an opportunity to get redemption. Let's give these boys an opportunity to build momentum. Let's give mm. Josh Sargent an opportunity to score a a goal. Let's give PLM the opportunity to score his hashtag PLM pile driver. Um, you know, let, let, let's do that. Let's not mess around with it. But let me know in the comment section, people, who do you want to see come into the team against Watford? Do you mix it up, Jack? I think I think there were injury concerns around Tim Krull, who I think went off and, and kind of walked away from Carrode with his arm in a sling. There was a concern around his shoulder. Max Aarons went off as well. I think apparently that was just a bit of a dead leg. Brandon Williams went off. I think Dean Smith described the changing room afterwards as being like a hospital. Um, but hopefully there, there'll be some recovery. Worth noting as well, we've mentioned it already, Watford play on Tuesday night. There'll be less recovery time for them. A Tuesday-Friday turnaround is never uh, what you want. What are you giggling at? Yeah, I'm giggling because uh, Andrew Tickner has brought, brought us down to reality. He's levelled out. You know, We've said that maybe being a father will give Josh Sargent an extra edge to his performance. Well, he's come into the room and he said, as a new dad, I'm mostly tired and unfit. Maybe, maybe old Sergeant Sergeant Sleepless Nights might 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 happen and maybe that will actually damage his performance, Jack. Yeah, Michael Byrne um, says it's a big thing in golf. Golfers perform better after becoming a father. Nappy factor, they call it. Well, I backed Rory McIlroy. I, I think it was for the Masters, having him recently becoming a new dad and he failed miserably, Michael. Uh, it was either him or John. I've done it with John Rahm as well. Nappy factor is a big thing. I don't know. I think we should start calling it the sergeant factor. Um, and yes, yes, let's do that. And um, Ruth, we love Ruth. She's always in the room. Predict score for Norwich City versus Watford FC for both you and Jack and Chris. So, Jack, go for a really early score prediction. Come on. Put, 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 your, put yourself in the room. Put yourself on the line. Come on. Give me a score prediction. Go for it. Maybe in, t in, t in, in true TNC opposition preview style, what's your head saying? What's your heart saying? Well, assuming that we're going for an unchanged 11 and assuming that they're all still fit, I'm going to go 2-1. I fancy a 2-1 again. To us? Yes. I don't think we keep a clean sheet. Watford score goals, but my goodness, do they concede goals. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit. I'm feeling that. Yeah. Well, are you ready for this? Go on. My head and my heart are saying the same thing. One nil Norwich. One nil. PLM pile driver. Wow. Clean I'm sheet. Back. 
Hey, I am so in on the PLM pile driver. I'm, I could not be more in on it. How, how does it like? How does it happen? Talk me through it. it. Kind of, I'll tell you exactly what happens. Right, it's a terrible corner. It sort of ricochets off a couple of defenders, and he finds himself on the edge of the box. And he just hits it first time with his right peg and smashes it right in the top right-hand side. Nice. And crosses on the floor and he can't believe his eyes. And do you know what? I think it's coming quite late, Jack. I'm talking I'm talking maybe 84th, 85th. Oh. You know what he does? He runs over to the Norwich fans who happen to be on the other side of the pitch. He knee slides in front of the Norwich fans. And do you know what he does? He just absolutely just pounds the badge. Just pounds the badge. And the Norwich fans just... Just just running through to get to the front of the pitch to join the Frenchman. And I cannot wait to see it. The French Revolution is here. <laughs> My goodness. Um, Connor makes a great point that every Premier League win this season has been by two goals to one. Oh, hello. Yeah. Brentford, Southampton. Yeah. Well, Connor. I'll, Any other I'll wins take... yesterday? Everton. I'll take I cannot it. believe that stat from earlier that we beat, we won more Premier League games than Newcastle and Burnley combined. It's remarkable how many teams are struggling in the Premier League this season. I, I think it's massively to do with just the complete kind of, um, just the top teams are just so good now. So much resource, so much potential, so much yeah. power. We just can't compete with that level. I, I think people often hark back to kind of the days in the Premier League under Paul Lambert and maybe even Chris Hewton when we were finding mid-table positions that's just not yeah. feasible anymore that's not possible anymore jack we've had it we we've been saying our score predictions and there's been plenty of score predictions coming on the comment section and do you know what god these comments are getting me going graham fackman is back 2-1 uh to norwich city adam 1-0 to the yellow men soon may the yellow men come as the yeah. uh once famous um person said um grumpy pear has said um let's stick chris up front you know, I'll give it a go if Dino calls upon me. Kay, here she is. Welsh auntie Kay, 2-1 to Norwich. Yes, please. We'll have some of that. 2-1 City. Mama Reeves in the house. 3-1. 3-1 Norwich City. Maybe Hello. she's Sergeant Hattie. Aleski is clearly on the Lakens. 4-1 City. Um, goodness gracious. Imagine, imagine, imagine if we do win 4-1. Like, just <sighs> goals galore. Do you know what? Look, we're we're going. I'll tell I'll tell you one thing now. If we win four one, let's go on a night out in London. Let's just yeah. go. Let's 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 not come back for the night. Absolutely. You know what annoys me more than a lot of things when people from Watford claim that Watford's in London. It's not London. <laughs> it's not London. Well, I can't comment because I'm. It's a, like I'm... when you fly into Luton Airport and it's called London Luton. No, it's it's Luton. It's not London, is it? Yeah, I, I can't comment. I can't comment. Loads of positivity, by the way. The, the comment the comment section is full of positive score predictions, which is just absolutely fantastic. So basically, Jack, um, all, all all around, um, the Everton performance, you're you're feeling good. We've given ourselves a new baseline. We're really happy with a few individual performances, particularly Grant Hanley, Pierre Lees Malou, Mila Rashica, and Adam Ida. Um, is that a fair summary? Is there anything else yeah. that we need? Well, no, absolutely. I think we've touched on everything performance-wise. I, I did just want to to pick your brains. I mean, we've still got, what, two weeks of the January transfer window left. And mm -hmm. I think Dean Smith's made it very clear that it's unlikely that we're going to sign players. Now, I also wanted to touch on uh, Todd Cantwell. Now, was in the squad against Everton. So the kind of rumours that he's not even involved are nonsense. I think everyone knew that. Um, but involved in the squad against Everton, didn't feature but on the bench. 
can you see him moving away from Carroll Road? You know, when the when Jim White says deadline day slammed shut on the by the end of January. Sorry, talking about Todd Cantwell, Jack. Yeah. Um. Oh. Look, it's a really tough situation with Toddy. Um, I don't actually know the full situation, so I'm not. I'm not going to uh, pass too much judgment and comment too much because I don't know the facts. But what we do know is that clearly uh, the club aren't happy with Todd. Clearly, Todd's not happy with the club. Um, I. I don't know. I, d I don't know what to do about it. I think it's a lose-lose situation because at the moment we're not going to get a lot of money for Todd if we sell him, I don't think. Um, or surely the amount of money that we should get for a, mm. a player of the talent and quality of Todd and certainly the latent potential that we saw last time he was in the Premier League. But yeah, mate, it's a tough one. Um, I, I don't know the full facts, but I think... I I could but I could see him both staying and leaving. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised with either. I would be surprised to see him go, but then again, I wouldn't because of the situation. So, if if you were Stuart Webber, are you keeping him? Do you, do you think it's worth keeping Todd? Well, mate, if I was Stuart Webber, I would have done I would have done a few things differently regarding Todd Cantwell, um, which which I'll leave as that. But um, I I. Yeah, look, everyone knows that that I'm a fan of Todd. I'm not going to hide myself away from that. I think he's a player of, of tremendous qualities. Um, I think he got massively derailed by Daniel Farker. I've no doubt that, you know, the mentality potentially to bounce back from that should have potentially been better. But I think, I think some of the criticism has been horrendous and really unjust. Um, but some of it has been just as well because of the performances that we've seen. So... I don't know. It's a tough. It's a tough one regarding Toddy, mate. I, I don't know what to do, um, and I think it's a it's a horrible situation because everyone wants Todd, the 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 boy from Norfolk, to do well, um, but at the moment it's it's not working out. So I, I don't I don't know what to say, and I don't know what to do about it. What, what about you, Jack? What would you do? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's clearly. I think for for both Todd's personal development and the and the club at the moment I think it makes sense to for him to move on but equally it, it means finding the the right club and the right price I still think Todd's I think he's a brilliant player I mean it hasn't gone well this season and we'd be fooling ourselves if we said if we say yeah. it has yeah. um but he's got undoubted talent I think um yeah. so it'd be a shame to see him go in, in this capacity the other thing I was going to say Chris I saw a lot of people saying this yesterday like Having seen that performance and now, you know, being right in the mix, how much of a shame it would be to not go out and sign a couple of players because it feels like we're that close and there is genuine opportunity to, mm. to survive in the Premier League considering the the poor showings from others, other sides down the bottom. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely, Jack. I, I tweeted after the West Ham game. Um, look, I know that we've, I know that we've pissed a lot of money up the wall. We have. Let's not. Let's not lie or or be naive or deluded about that. Um, we've wasted a lot of money. Um, in hindsight, of course, we should have spent some money on players that were ready for the Premier League rather than latent potential players, players that we might see might come good in 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 a couple of seasons' time, as we've discussed already on the podcast. Um, but quite frankly, the I, I, th I think Dean Smith deserves it. I think Dean Smith deserves some recruitment. Um, if I was Dino, I'd be absolutely 
clucking for it because of the fact that that, that we desperately need it. I think the players need it. Um, having had a very interesting conversation with um, with one particular member of the first team who said, when you've got five, four or five key players out, it's always a really tough ask. And when you've got one of your key players, first team players saying that sort of thing, you think to yourself, oh, the players almost need that as well. So I'm not, I'm not asking for much, Jack. I just think, I just think a couple of fresh faces. I think people to bring some different energy into the room. Um, you know, I, I, I would have 100% called back Anel 100% because I think Anel is a better player than PP. I think he's a better player um, that, well, he's certainly a, a more ready player than, than, than Christos Jolis. And I think he would have been really good for the camp. Obviously, he's now gone to Birmingham and best wishes to to Anel on, on that move. And um, he'll do very well there. He plays week in, week out. So, yeah, I, I think it's a bit of a case of all tough shit really i know you've wasted loads of money but we we need to support dino if we yeah. want to realistically survive let's give him something let's actually try and and jack this is the season to gamble because we're not cut adrift we said this before yeah. we're not adrift at the bottom of the table let's bring in a couple of fresh faces not talking a lot let's just keep the energy up let's give the boys some support let's give dino some extra options let's keep the unpredictability about Murray city by bringing in those faces as well i don't know if it's a i don't know if it looks like a free signing chap i don't know if that's a bit too old-fashioned for some people i know a lot of the the hipsters are saying that, that, that we're not allowed to do that but quite frankly i don't see why not mm. uh, mustafa thank you so much for the super chat mustafa Sorensen's the key Brings a better balance in the midfield. Uh, need yeah. Dimmy on the left wing if we play two up front. Is, is it's a better balance? I, I certainly agree with the Sorensen point. I thought he was good yesterday. More defensively minded than maybe a Gilmore. You know, not an Oliver Skip, not to that quality, but a similar type of player. In terms yeah. of Dimmy on the left wing, I like that idea. But Rashid is undroppable at the moment. You know, he's he, he's oh, been phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. and by um, the way, he was very lucky not to score against Everton as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he was. Perfect shot, and it's just such a shame. It's just marginally not there. It would have it would have been a lovely uh, icing on the cake, wouldn't it? Uh, George, thanks again, George. I want us to sign Brandon Williams because realistically, he won't be played at United. Not a chance, George. I mean, we'd all I think we'd all say now that we would like it, um, but with with Dimmy being here, with United's current position as well, um, I think. United Mumba and uh, and McCallum and Byron yeah. book as well, and, and, and particularly with Manchester United, who are um, very proud and have a good um, track record and heritage regarding playing academy players. So I can't I can't see Brandon staying beyond his loan, unfortunately, because I think he's a very very good player. What we saw what we saw against Everton anyway was a very 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 good player. Absolutely. Um, look, it's been a, a really joyous show. One of the most upbeat ones of the season. We've got so much content coming this week. Chris will be doing an opposition preview with the Athletics' Adam Leventhal. We will be at Vicarage Road, so can't wait for that uh, on Friday evening. Uh, stay tuned to Talk Norwich City for all of the latest Norwich City news. Hit subscribe. It's completely free and you'll be notified every time uh, we create content. Chris, any last words? Lee Smaloo, Lee Smaloo. Thanks for watching, everyone. Lee Smaloo, Lee Smaloo.